Hello everybody, my name is Landon Arenas. Thanks for listening to episode 196 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. Beef, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Lord, we are grateful and thankful for another day of life, Lord. Thank you for allowing us this avenue to be able to get together, Father, and discuss things, Lord, that honor your name, Lord, Father. Let everything that we speak, Father, uh, just uh, bring encouragement and uh uh, just uh, a challenge to people, Father, to be Bereans, Father, and to look into things that are spoken about during this podcast, Father. I thank you for my brother, the brain, Father, that he's able to uh, do this, Lord, and uh, give us a time to just uh, discuss things uh, that are uh, just uh, spiritual and are only uh, given to us spiritually, Lord. We're grateful and thankful again for the time you give us. Let us continue to be fervent in your word, Father, and stand on the truth, Lord. And let us again continue to uplift the church, Lord, uh, by the things we discuss. We thank you, give you honor in all things, and let us have a blessed time. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Brother from another mother. How are you? I'm doing well, brother. There's this stuff that keeps coming down out of the sky out here. Oh, yeah? What is that? It's wet. Oh, what like, like little like little droplets or kind of like yeah, clear like water. Oh, yeah, I saw Chicken Little running down the street. He was yelling, "The sky was falling." Oh, I don't know. Oh, don't know it's that, that new it's that new phenomenon that you yeah. guys are getting out there. I know y'all don't know anything about that in Southern California, but uh, out here yeah. we get that stuff falling out of the sky. We oh, something some today quite often, huh? Well, yeah. since you know what you're talking about, <laughs> things falling from the sky. I don't know. I mean, in Luke twenty, it says, "But when you see." Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then you know that know that his desolation is near, bro. I mean, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. You know, heaven. You know, things falling falling from heaven. I mean, there's something going on that is surrounding Jerusalem, right? No. Okay. Hamas. Hamas. Wait. Wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is your name John Hagee? And what did you do with the beef? Let me, Where did tell the beef you, go? let me tell you, people. What did you do? Where we did got the beef go? not one, <laughs> not two, not even three, but we have four blood moons. Oh my goodness. Over the skies. Uh, Things will Lord be falling. Have, Run for Lord cover. So, this, this is a fair warning, folks. Uh, you could just go ahead and cut this podcast off now if you don't want to be offended because we're going to offend a whole bunch of people in this podcast. We're going to make people really angry at us. And we're going to probably go into seclusion after this podcast. <laughs> go hide. Because we're going to tell you the truth concerning yep. Israel. Not not the not the propaganda machine that's being Rumped up that's being pushed onto society. No, 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 no. We're going to give you the truth concerning Israel, concerning uh, what's going on in the Middle East today. And we're going to give you the truth 
concerning biblical Bible doctrine concerning who Israel is today and why what uh, beef pretending to be John Hagee over there just said (laughs) (laughs) is false. False. Bro, you just said for today. For today. Did you just cuss? I said false. What? what uh, no. Uh, no. Man, I was like, brother, cussing I, over here? What? Did, did, <laughs> no, not intentionally. <laughs> not intentionally. You hear what you hear, brother. <laughs> you hear what you hear. <laughs> but it ain't what I said. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's false. That's, but now, when I say it's false, I'm not saying that scripture is false. What I'm saying is people saying that that applies to us today is false. That's false. Mm. All right? So we got a lot to cover, brother. That's a, You just gave me a big task. Bro, I, after that intro, I, I don't know where, where to go. <laughs> I okay, stumped well, him. I stumped you, you him, did. folks. You did. You stumped <laughs> them all. You stumped me. You know, I'm yeah. like, what? What? Yep. what? I didn't know all what right. we were covering. This material is new to me. How am I? So, so, so let's, so let's, no, it's not. You know that. Oh, <laughs> you, my. You're messing with the folks. Brother. Folks, yes. <laughs> Sorry to tell you, we are going to discuss these things because it's a hot topic and there's a lot of false information flying around. And we, uh, my brother and I have an itch that we need, we love to stand on the truth. Again, I will retort to when we were faced with these things and uh, our doctrine was broken down to us. Uh, we had we were shocked, right, brother? I, I I mean that's the word I could use. Shocked. I had no answer, and I can tell you that. Uh huh. I can tell you that my false paradigm was blown all to smithereens. Exactly, exactly. I had no. no answers. I thank the Holy Spirit that He revealed these things to me, and what a blessing it's been. Therefore, we can stay quiet, folks. We have to share these things because. The beautiful thing is that we need to look at scripture in its right context. So with that said, brother, take it away. I'll leave the door open for you to walk through and start talking about what's going on out there in the Middle East. Well, first we have Israel today. Well, let me start off like this. Is Israel today prophecy being fulfilled? And is the attacks on Israel, is that part of the desolation? And it will prophecy be fulfilled as this is taking place, as it moves forward, whether it becomes a big time war, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know what that is. Yeah. Okay. So the first question is no. And the first question was, um, is prophecy being fulfilled? Is uh-huh. that prophecy being fulfilled? That's no. And I can't remember the second question. What was it? Um, and as it continues, if it's not being fulfilled now, it's if, as it continues to develop and, you know, become worse and worse, quote unquote, will oh, it, is it be fulfilled is it, then? Is it abomination of desolation? That's abomination of desolation, yeah. yep. No, it's not. So it's not prophecy being fulfilled. It's not the abomination of desolation. And the third question, will it blow up and get bigger? Mm, as it goes. Will it eventually it, be fulfilled? 
the, well, the, I, I believe it could very well blow up and get bigger and get really, really bad for a whole lot of people. A lot of death and destruction mm-hmm. could follow from this. Um, and, I'll, and there's a reason, but it's not a Bible prophecy reason. It's a New World Order, we want to pull the world into World War III reason. And it has nothing to do with Bible prophecy at all. Blasphemer! Blasphemer! Oh, wait. Uh, wait. I think that some uh, some folks were screaming out there. Blasphemer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we need to begin with the fundamentals, okay? So we need to begin at the beginning, okay. all right? So, and then we can work our way into what's happening over there today. Sounds okay. like a plan. Now, in the beginning, of course, we know that God gave Abraham a promise. He came out of... Uh, Canaan and the mm-hmm. people there, his and his family and the people living there were Sabians, which they were moon worshipers. Right. And and Abraham was called out of that into a, a different land, a wilderness. And God made the promises, the covenant that he made to Abraham. And of course, the lineage of that was Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And one of the promises that he made to Abraham was that a a Messiah would come out of his loins, a a Savior, right? Mm -hmm. And then there was the land promises that came along with that as well, right? That that Israel would have a promised land, Mm -hmm. right? Which they weren't called Israel until such time as uh, it was Jacob. His name was changed to Israel. And so the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did follow all the way down to the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we have those lineages um, recorded in the Gospels, right, all the, way, all the way back to Abraham, which included David and, and other famous people in the Bible as far as that lineage goes. So that was fulfilled. The Messiah came. He was fulfilled. The return to the land, God giving them the land, when uh, Joshua crossed over and they took those nations out, um, and they took over and became Israel, or Israel, as you would say it, Mm -hmm. that was fulfilled. So the the covenants to Abraham and, and the covenants concerning the promises were fulfilled. Now God now said to Abraham, he said, those who curse you, I will curse, and those who bless you, I will bless, mm-hmm. right? right? And that's the part that, you know, John Hagee and uh, others uh, of his ilk, um, they make a big, big, huge deal out of that promise as far as modern Israel that's over there today, mm-hmm. right? We right. have to support Israel because the Bible says we have to support that mm-hmm. modern Israel. Okay. I'm going to challenge that paradigm because I believe that is a false teaching. Mm. Okay. You say, but how could it be a false teaching? Because it clearly says those who would bless Israel, God would bless, and those who curse Israel, God would curse. Well, I'm going to challenge the paradigm concerning who is Israel. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Now, one of the things that God set forth in Deuteronomy mm-hmm. was that if Israel obeyed God, he would bless them. And if they disobeyed God, he would bring them under judgment. 
That's right. So they came under judgment a couple times in the Old Covenant. One, the biggest one was 586 B.C. when Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon came down and, and wiped out a lot of the nation, took the remnant into captivity. They had a return to the land under Ezra, uh, who uh, facilitated, facilitated the building of the temple, uh, Nehemiah. Later went went into the land and you know built the wall around Jerusalem and so forth. You can read about that in the books of Ezra, of Ezra and Nehemiah. Ezra being a high priest, but so God fulfilled that when when they came back to Him, He returned them to the land. Mm-hmm. A pre a scriptural principle is that. For Israel to return to the land, they have to be worshiping Yahweh or Jehovah mm. in, in our modern vernacular. What's in capital letters, Lord, in your English Bible? That is Yahweh, okay? Yahweh, that's right. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They have to be worshiping him. They cannot be atheists. They cannot be Judaizers, they cannot be bell worshipers, they cannot be uh, sacrificing their children to Moloch, none of that, right? They right. have to be, you know, as a national revival, worshiping the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Okay, that's number one. Well, are the people, brother, over there in Israel today worshiping the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Uh, I'm going to say no. No. The the vast majority of Israel today are atheists. Very true. And then a small, smaller minority are Judaizers. They're the Pharisees, the Jew, you know, the, the religion of Judaism, right? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So they basically they're unbelievers. They're lost. Dead, their sin, tre- trespasses and sins. Okay, biblically, that's where they are. Now, does that meet the qualifications that God gave concerning them returning to the land? Uh, so far, no. No, it does not. Right? Well, how, then, how did they return to the land? What's that all about? Uh. Wait. Bro, 1963 or somewhere around there? Let me give it to you. It started in 1917, the Belfour Declaration. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm pulling it up. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read to you what it was. Let me bring uh, it up here. Then it, it was fulfilled in 1960. 1948's when they became a nation. Like I said, 1948, that was... All right. Now, this is the Belfour Declaration. Uh-huh. And it reads, Foreign Office, November the 2nd, 1917. Mm. Dear Lord Rothschild, what do you know about the Rothschilds, brother? They're very, 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 very wealthy. They, they, they are, them and the Roth, Roth, uh, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. Rockefellers, yep are the two wealthiest families in the world. They're also Luciferians. Yes, they are. That's right. They are Satan worshipers. They also believe themselves to be gods. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. 
So this is the letter that was written to Lord Rothschild. I have much pleasure in conveying to you, on behalf of His Majesty's government, the following declaration of sympathy with Jewish Zionist, key word, mm. aspirations, which has been submitted to and approved by the cabinet. His Majesty's government view would favor the establishment in Palestine of a, so the Palestinians were already there. Mm -hmm. They were occupying that land. Of a national home for the Jewish people and will use their best endeavors to facilitate the achievement of this object. It being clearly understood that nothing shall be done which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing non-Jewish communities in Palestine or the rights and political status enjoyed by Jews in any other country. In other words, they're not going to mess with their religions, mm -hmm. right? Right. Uh, I, should be great, I should be grateful if you would bring this declaration to the knowledge of the Zionist Federation. And it was signed by Belfort himself. Mm. Uh, I think his first name was – I can't read his scribble. Uh, it's, I'm re trying to read the signature, and it's – man, you know, you'd think they would sign things better back then. He right. signed it just – he signed it the same way people sign it today. <laughs> just there's some scribbles in a line. <laughs> but uh, Belfort is his last name. But anyway – so that was the Belfort Declaration that resulted in the formation of Israel in 1948. Mm. Now, let me ask you, ask you a question. Uh -huh. Would God use a Luciferian to, form, to reform Israel? Oh, man. Uh, no, he would not use a Luciferian. No. On no, the contrary, he would. he would cast them out. <laughs> Just right. saying. I mean, he, that's not God's <laughs> modus operandi, right? No, it uh, is not. So, so there's strike two. Okay. Mm. Mm -hmm. Strike three. They say like in the 1967 war and so forth, God had performed a miracle and pushed all the Arab nations out when they had attacked Israel and all of this. Uh, 1957 was another one. Um, I think I have the dates right on that. 1954? Anyway, it's mm -hmm. in the 50s. They had one. 1967 was another one. Well, if they had the backing, if Israel had the backing right. of the money of the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, mm -hmm. they had more military power than is being led on. And they had more ability to take these nations on than is being than than what is being led on. Ah. So the so-called miracle just might not be what people think it is. Mm, okay. 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 This is not a conspiracy theory. This is, I just read you the Belfort Declaration that was used to form Israel, and it was addressed to Rothschild, mm. who was instrumental in forming the nation. Right, right. A Luciferian. A Luciferian. So, so, number four, there is. Well, let me let me put it this way, because if I if I say it this way, it might strike a chord. Mm -hmm. I challenge anyone, anyone 
within earshot of this podcast to prove to me, genetically or otherwise, that the people currently occupying the nation of Israel, the modern nation of Israel, mm -hmm. are eth ethnic Jews. Prove it. Oh, ethnic Jews. Should we are, uh, put quotations on that? Ethnic? Et, et, <laughs> ethnic Jews. Not uh, Jews in religion only, but uh -huh. actual real descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob without any Gentile blood mixture, staying, you know, keeping the line pure. Uh, I was going to say, I'm 100% you know, bloodline, pure Jew. Right, right. And and I want to know what tribe they're from. Oh, bro, you know what? You're just asking too much, you know? Why? I thought they were they were the great Israel and could do no wrong, and God's blessing them. They would God would destroy us if we don't agree with everything they do. But you know, you know what God word says, right? Verse twenty one, Luke twenty. It says, "Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mount." Oh wait, flee to the mountains. Wait a minute. Yeah, from the housetops. Yeah. And not on the Sabbath day. Wait. Let those who are in the midst of her depart, and let those who okay. are. Uh -oh. uh oh. Wait a minute. We got these things called automobiles today. Yeah. Fleeing, should, fleeing shouldn't be that difficult. <laughs> hey, bro, with these type of cars nowadays? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mine will do 180. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of them are and, gonna need and most gonna, cars today will do over a hundred. Yeah, What's that? I was gonna say, but a lot of them, you know, it says flee to the mountains. I don't think a lot of those cars are gonna get up in the mountains unless you have a four by four. Why flee? Why, how would fleeing to the mountains help them when you got aircraft and uh, guided missiles and bombs? How would that help them? Uh uh Okay, let's let the cat out of the bag because we got limited time. So right, the 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 uh, abomination of desolation occurred at AD seventy when the Roman army surrounded Jerusalem, and um, trying to remember the name of the general um, was yes. it? Uh, it wasn't Titus. It was um, anyway. I can't think of his name. Anyway, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll remember it. I know. I know your brain's struggling too. Already, we both know it, but we can't yeah, remember it. Yeah. Anyway. He surrounded the he surrounded the uh, Jerusalem and put it under siege, and then they went in eighty seventy. The Roman army did, per the judgment of God, and destroyed Jerusalem, took down the temple, and the Jews scattered throughout the world. Okay, under very very difficult and dire circumstances. Now the Christians, who were Jews, got out of town. And they mm -hmm. escaped to the mountain. They did escape to the mountain at that time. They got out of town. So um, that was fulfilled 100 years ago. I mean, I'm sorry, a, a couple thousand years ago. A couple basically. thousand, right, right. Now, just shy, just shy of a couple thousand, right? We got about, yeah, what, right. 40 more years will be a couple thousand years. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 40-something-odd 40, 40 years. Anyway, so... There's this thing in modern Western Christianity that Jews are it's like this caste system, this hierarchy system. And Jews are at the top of the top of the uh pecking order. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Right. So you'd have the believing Jews on top, the unbelieving Jews just below that, and the gen- believing Gentiles, Christians who are you know the Gentile Christians, just you know they're below the unbelieving mm-hmm. Jews, right? right, on the hierarchy, right? So that kind of relegates Gentile Christians to a second-class citizenship in the kingdom of God. Ooh. Like the, you know, it, it, as if the Gentiles were the unwanted stepchildren of mm-hmm. the kingdom of God, right? Right. right. Oh, yeah. Oh, All right. Yeah. Now, question. Who is a Jew? Uh, in the Old Testament or the New Testament? Today. Today. Who is a Jew? Those that have been, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, 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 circumcised in the heart? Yes, sir. Romans 2, 28 and 29. I'll read it. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. In other words, just because you are a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that doesn't necessarily make you a Jew, mm. according to the, according to the Apostle Paul. Right. Not in the New Testament, it doesn't. Not in the New Covenant. Verse 29. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. Mm-hmm. And circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter whose praise is not from men, but of God. Mm. So you have to be circumcised of the heart to be a Jew. So that means the only Jews, and we'll talk ethnically for a moment. The only ethnic Jews who are actually real Jews Mm-hmm. Are the ones who believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior. Mm. That is huge, bro. The other ones are not, they're not counted as under God's promises. They're not counted under, you know, I will bless you, those who bless you and curse those who curse you. It doesn't apply to atheists, Judaizers, Pharisees who have rejected their Messiah. It does not apply to them. It applies to the believing Jews, the Christians of a Jewish ethnic background. But, bro, it, what if they don't believe in Jesus, the Messiah? Back then, then, st- now, then they, are, they stopped then they are, in the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, right? That's all we believe in. We believe in God, Yahweh then they are still under the same judgment of God that they were under in AD 70. Mm. Now, but what about the Gentile Christians? Does that make us second-class citizens in the kingdom of God? Well, Romans 10, Mm -hmm. verse 12 says, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Um, Gentile, wow. Gentile Christians are Jews and fall under the promise of God that God gave to Abraham. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. It applies 
to the modern church, both believing Gentiles and believing Jews. It's the church you don't want to be messing with. <laughs> God will bring judgment on you when you mess with the church, not a rebellious nation that has rejected their Messiah. So are you saying that the church is replacing, has replaced Israel? No, I'm saying that the church has always been Israel. Paul called Israel, who was roaming after they left Egypt and crossed over into the wilderness. Mm -hmm. The Apostle Paul called them the church in the wilderness. Old Covenant Israel was the church, but only the remnant. Only the believing Jews, only those who worship Yahweh and look forward in time to the Messiah, they were the church in the Old Covenant. Mm. The Messiah came, died on the cross, paid for our sins, rose the third day, ascended unto the Father. And now the church, or Israel, is both believing Jews and believing Gentiles. That is Israel. So it seems to me that it's more of a spiritual thing than a physical thing, bro. Is it's that a, kinda... It is a spiritual thing. Uh, Romans chapter 11 tells us that the Gentiles were grafted in to the olive tree. But only the believing Gentiles, Christians who are Gentiles, who are, are redeemed by Christ, they're grafted into the olive tree. What's the olive tree? That's Israel. Mm -hmm. So what's what's pulled off? What which which limbs of the olive tree are pulled off of the olive tree? Unbelieving Jews. When you go into chapter eleven, it tells you this. Unbelieving Jews were removed from the olive tree and cast out. And believing Gentiles were grafted into the olive tree. That is the church today, and that is Israel today. That is Israel. Not that what, what they have over there were that Roth that the the Rothschilds and the mm -hmm. Rockefellers formed the Belfort Declaration, that thing that they that they named Israel over there today, which I believe is abominable. They're misusing the name. They're abusing. Mm. They're abusing the name of Israel by calling that Israel. That's not biblical Israel. Uh, a lot of people are not going to be happy with that comment. They're going to be angry. I know. I told you I was going to make people mad. Uh, we're going to lose popularity, bro. You know what? In this day and age <laughs> of social media, if you want to keep on recording, you know, I'm just saying. Well, folks, we don't care. <laughs> we don't care. Uh, the thing is, is yeah. that uh, the, the, all these preachers in the West that are preaching these pro-Israel sermons, you know, Mm -hmm. And go wipe out Gaza. They're talking about wiping out Gaza, right? Yeah. In other words, they are preaching 
pro-genocide of women and children who had nothing to do with what Hamas did. Mm -hmm. Those preachers are in rebellion against their creator and rebellion against Jesus Christ. And they have really, really bad theology, really messed up theology. Yep. Yep. And unfortunately, folks, that's where there lies the problem. Bad (laughs) theology, bad interpretation. Uh, We're just, man, we're in some way we are adding to God's word. If you really think about it, (laughs) Uh, you know, saying what it, it is actually not saying. Uh, trying to make All right, let's, future things. So let's go to one more passage, then we can open it up to what's Absolutely. going on over there today. Yeah. So the passage is uh, out of First Peter. Listen carefully. Chapter yeah. two. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so, be have tasted that the Lord is gracious. To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. So who did, who are the God, who are God's chosen brother? Mm-hmm. Just ethnic Jews? No, we clearly read that those that are circumcised in the heart. All that those includes Gentiles and that includes, some Jews, right? Which form the church, which is Israel. Mm-hmm. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house. That's a temple. Mm-hmm. A spiritual house is a temple. And holy priesthood. Gentile Christians and Jewish Christians together, forming a church, have a holy priesthood. We are priests and kings in the kingdom of God, according to Revelation chapter 1. To offer up spiritual sacrifices. We don't do actual animal sacrifices in a temple today, we offer spiritual sacrifices. And what is that? Right out of, right out of Luke 9, pick up your cross and follow Christ and die to self, right? That's, a, that's the spiritual sacrifice. Acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, that's Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. elect, precious, and he that believes on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which he diso- which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. A stone and a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood and holy nation, Israel. The mm-hmm. church is a holy nation, spiritual Israel, New Jerusalem. That's the church. A, a peculiar people mm-hmm. that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. When in time past, we're not a people, but are now the people of God which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Of course, that's a reference to the Gentiles. So he's saying that Gentiles are Jews if they believe in Christ. If they're in Christ, if they're redeemed, they are Jews. 
in a spiritual sense, they are Jews. And what was physical in the old covenant is now spiritual in the new covenant. Amen. Yeah, right out of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter, I think it was Hebrews chapter 10, talks about that. Absolutely. That, uh, that you know, there's the spiritual and the physical. In the old covenant, everything was spiritually, uh, physically represented. And in the new covenant, it's all spiritual. Uh, let me go there. Uh, for the law, having a shadow of things to come and not the very image. Mm, shadow, keyword. Shadow, right, of the things can never... With those sacrifices which they offered year by year, the physical sacrifices in the Old Covenant, continually make the comers thereof perfect. And so there's the shadow, and then there's the real thing. There's the image, the shadow and the image. That's principle in Hebrews. The shadow was the Old Covenant, physical Israel, physical temple sacrifices, all that. The new covenant is the very image. That's the mm. spiritual temple. The body, the body of believers is the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? That's the spiritual temple, the spiritual nation of Israel, which is the church, which which is now all over the world, Amen. right? And a spiritual priesthood, and you know, we can go down that list, right? So this what is spiritual is even more real than what is physical. Not in the, not in a Gnostic sense, not right. in that sense, but in the sense of the, the biblical concepts that, you know, because we have a hard time grasping the spiritual because we live in such a physical world. But yeah. we are spiritual Israel, we are spiritual Jews, and we are grafted into the olive tree. And the church is not a parenthesis between two time periods where the where the Gentile church becomes some second class citizen in the in the um, the kingdom of God. That's nonsense. That's just Schofield Bible uh, notes dispensational theology, which I totally and utterly reject. Mm. Coming right out, of John Darby. Clarence mm -hmm. Larkin with his dispensational truth and uh, rightly dividing truth, two books I had of him before. So I had a, I have a Schofield Bible right here behind me. Um, and uh, others, Tim LaHaye and Jerry Jenkins with the Left Behind series. You've got mm -hmm. Hal Lindsey with Late Great Planet Earth. All of those guys, they separate Israel from the church. And that is false teaching. There is no separation between Israel and the church. They are one and the same and always have been. And the church didn't just show up as plan B of God, an afterthought of God. The church has always been here, even back to the point of Abraham. Abraham was called into the church, the assembly, if you will. And the assembly in the Old Covenant was, was physical Israel. The assembly in the New Covenant is spiritual Israel. So any ethnic physical Jew, if they can even figure out their their line, is that believes in Jesus Christ, they are a Jew and they are in Israel, which is the church. Mm, amen. And so the the physical line was was very important from the time of Abraham up to the time that the Messiah came. That line had to stay pure. Amen. After that, 
there was no requirement or need for Jews to stay pure in their line, mm-hmm. in the, in their genetic, you know, in their genetic uh, line. Um, because as you, we just read, there is no difference between Jew and Gentile today. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. There's there's believer and there's unbeliever. Mm-hmm. There's Christian right. and non-Christian. That's it. That's the separation. And the church is not does not doesn't come to some end in the future, and then old covenant Israel take over again because they're really the the actual special people of God to God. Really, they're the apple of God's eye, not not the believers in the church. No, we're just second class citizens. This is what you're hearing from John Hagee and yeah. these yeah. these guys that are out preaching this stuff. No, but that's not true. The church is eternal, just as the kingdom of God is eternal. The church continues on into eternity. Mm -hmm. Amen. Eternally. It never ends. There is no end to the church. It began back all the way back to Abraham, and it will continue on forever. Yep. And by the way— It will be triumphant. Amen. And backing up what my brother said— the church is also victorious already. I don't know yes. why we have this mentality that we will be victorious in the future. Again, it goes with the theology, but it is victorious. And another thing, folks, think about this. My brother just said, <clears throat> you know, Old Testament uh, Israel, you know, church, same thing, church. Just think about it. Every time there was ra- uh, the, the wrath of God coming on, on his people, there was always a remnant that right that was left that remnant right. can remnant continue that's the church that's all you know israel equals the church that was you know back then that remnant same remnant mm-hmm. that was told run to the hills that same remnant is today us believers we are the remnant right now let me give you another opinion that's out there concerning uh, we we hear what the 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 ramped up propaganda media is putting out. Oh, right? yeah. They're putting oh, out yeah. a lot of deception, a lot of lies. You know, what you're seeing on your screen is they're crisis actors some, some, at some points. They're foul, it's foul footage from incidents that were different, mm-hmm. uh, or it's CGI, or they're taking the atrocities being committed by Israel. Uh-huh. in the Gaza today, and they're saying, oh, well, this was Hamas doing this. When it was in reality, the Israeli soldiers or, you know, the Israel going into Gaza that was doing it. I mean, this is the kind of deception that's being foisted upon the people today. And and the mind control techniques are primo. The, 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 uh, you know, Mossad and uh, the intelligence agencies involved in this, they're really, really good at this. And so are the, the main news media networks. They're extremely good at mind manipulation and control and deception. Mm. And so what you're what people are getting all stirred up based upon false information. Okay. So listen to this. Thank you very much. If you could bring Max on, let's discuss. Oh, I'd love to bring Max on. So Max Egan is an Australian activist who's currently living in Mexico. At his core, he is an artist compelled to use his talents and gifts of insight to reveal the hidden patterns that shape our world. 
He shakes the roots of many as he rips away the veil of lies and opens the way to glimpse the truth of current and historical events. His powerful vision lays bare the hidden crimes of the globalists. I was hoping to get Both past this. Both his intellect and his tongue are shh. Let me go a little bit further. Okay, here we go. Arms are wearing. Let me, get, let me back it up just a slight bit. It's hard to get it in the right spot. Truth of current and his... Let me get it up here. Join us. Oh, come on. Take out everything. There we go. So, you best... Israeli Hamas war, and you said... It's not a war. It's not a war. It takes two armies to have a war. And it, in fact, takes two countries to have a war. Israel and Palestine is one country, and what we have in this war, so-called war, is one of the most powerful militaries on earth, waging war against a unarmed population of two million civilians. Over half of them are women and children. The average age in Gaza Strip is seventeen. This is not a war. This is a bloodbath. This is a slaughter. This is genocide. And they are doing everything they can to completely exterminate the Palestinian people. This is ethnic cleansing is what they're doing. And they've found all sorts of ways of uh, slipping around that and portraying it as something else. If I can just continue for a moment. Um, we saw Benjamin Netanyahu publicly announced it so the whole world could hear that he's ordering or telling the people of Gaza to leave Gaza Strip because we, we've had this, we're going to come in, we're going to take out everything. So you best leave. And as soon as he made that pub, that statement public, it was worldwide, he went in and he blew up the Rafa border crossing. The only way they've got of getting out. Bombed it twice. The Palestinian people refused to close the border crossing and Egypt refused to close the border crossing. And Egypt was bringing truckloads of humanitarian aid, food, water to these people. Israel blew up the crossing and then told Egypt that if it brings the trucks to the border, it will do an airstrike on the trucks. So it's not allowing any humanitarian aid in. Then it cut off the water supply. This is war crime. You can't cut off the water supply to anybody. We need water. Cut off the water supply, cut off the food supply, cut off the electricity supply. One might question why Israel is in control of Gaza's food, water and electricity anyway. Don't they say that they give all this money to them and they've got this infrastructure? Why is Israel in control of any of this stuff? Anyway, that's a war crime. And then uh, after he'd done that, today or yesterday, they dropped leaflets all over Gaza City telling people we're going to take out Gaza City, you need to go to the south end of the Strip, down to Khan Yunus, and uh, get out of Gaza City because we're going to bomb it tomorrow. Um, then people got on, I've got video footage of this, people got on large trucks, on trayback trucks, their cars, they packed women and children, left Gaza City, they went south and they hit them with an airstrike. Killed an entire south? convoy of women and children fleeing to the south after mm -hmm. they dropped leaflets telling them to go. This is what they do. In a 2014 war, they told people to go and shelter at the UN <laughs> school. They put that announcement out for 24 hours and made sure the school was full. And they bombed it and hit it with white phosphorus. They told more people to go and shelter in the desert because we're going to be bombing the city areas, go and set up tents in the desert. They did, and they dropped gas bombs on them in the desert and gassed them all. I think we've heard wow. enough. Yeah, you get a picture of what's taking place. So this is what John Hagee and his ilk are supporting. Yeah. Israel, the, the nation of Israel over there, that's, I believe, they're 
they're really uh, blaspheming the name of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, they can do no wrong in the sight yeah. of these preachers. And these preachers are calling for this total wipeout of Gaza, which they the vast majority of the two million people there had absolutely nothing to do with Hamas or anything that Hamas might have done. And half of those people didn't even, they weren't even aware that Hamas had attacked Israel. Right. Of course, the only thing we saw in the videos was these paragliders coming down. We didn't see any actual real attack. Yeah, well, there can, there can be, and, and there can, this, there can this, be deception. Right. And <clears throat> some of the videos that were shown, like you said, um, there were some of the ones crossing the border and shooting, right? Started shooting into uh, yeah. Israeli territory, right. uh, but we don't know. I mean, now that, that's that's the most guarded. It's the most powerfully mm-hmm. guarded area in the world. I mean, a cat, a cat can't even move along the fence line without getting caught. Right. Right. I mean, they got automatic robot guns sitting up there. They'll they'll it'll blast a cat when the cat's going along the fence line or trying to, or going and, you know, encouraging into a fence line. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's how sophisticated they are. It took them a full day to get there. They totally missed this so-called attack. Something isn't right. There's a deception going on here. But what is Fox News doing? What are the news agencies doing? What are the preachers doing all across the United States? Go wipe them out. Go destroy them. Oh yeah, and the so crazy you're talking thing, about they're so using talking Bi- about, they're using the Bible, brother, to uh, you know they're using to justify the Bible, they're twisting the Bible to justify genocide mm. to justify war crimes. I think last to justify. I, sorry to cut you off. But, um, go ahead. I, that toll last time I read is over three thousand, <clears> and it includes majority women and children. Women and children that had absolutely nothing to do with the. Proclaimed attack on Israel, mm-hmm. you know, and it, if that attack did occur, then my heart goes out to them. I mean, that's a horrible attack, and Hamas should be condemned for that and taken down. Mm-hmm. But instead of going after Hamas, who are they going after? They're going after the Palestinian people that didn't even weren't, half of them weren't even aware that anything had happened. Right, and and they're and they're going. Why are we getting bombed? Yeah. Why? Why? Why suddenly are we getting attacked? We, what did we do? They didn't do anything. Yeah. If this is ethnic cleansing on the part of Israel, and they are deceiving the world on this, and yeah. th- that's not the only thing they've done—the attack on the USS Liberty, absolutely—an American, an American warship by Israel when they knew it was an American warship, right? Mm-hmm. With highly sensitive equipment on board, it was a CIA platform for the United States at the time, and then turned around and denied that they had any knowledge that it was a U.S. warship. 25 sailors killed, over 100 wounded. They tried to sink the entire ship, and then turned around and said, oh, we're sorry. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is modern-day Israel. Now, let me ask you a question, Um, because a lot of the stuff, you know, how many people from, you know, now nowadays Israel, what they call, 
and uh, Palestinian people live in the United States. To the point where I've seen videos, bro, of uh, certain streets. I think there was one in, I think San Francisco may have been, or New York. I can't remember. Uh, where we have police in the middle of the street. One side was Israel, Israeli support, right? All the people from supporting Israel nowadays. And Palestinian support. Hamas, right? With their flags no, I... up and shouting at each other. Do you think this will spill into the United States? Yes. Can it, can it get any worse than just shouting and pro this, pro that, and start getting into more of a violent because of, you know, what's taking place and how heated it is? Yes, with supercells in, involved, mm -hmm. having come across our southern border yeah, in large numbers, it can become quite violent. And, are, and uh, from the, what people are saying, it, it could start in the liberal cities, the, the actual shooting Violence could start in the liberal cities, Los Angeles, New York, places like that. Yeah. And uh, they would use it as an attack on the United States. Perfect. Thank you for that answer. My question would be to all these pastors that are, quote unquote, you know, prophecy being fulfilled and all this stuff. What does that have to do with the United States now? Can you explain to me how do we fit into the whole, into their context that they're spilling as far as prophecy being fulfilled? What what does the United States have to do with anything like that? If it's so, quote unquote, true that prophecy is being fulfilled, what, how, about, how about us over here in the United States, right? Is it only Middle East or is it us too, that we are part of the remnant believers that are scattered all over the place? And that we're not in Israel, quote unquote Israel now. That's my question, brother. What do you well, think? Well, the, pro the prophecies <laughs> out of uh, Matthew uh, 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, the Olivet Discord, which is the one that is most mostly right. used, right. the signs of the times prophecy, right? If you look at the timing statements of those prophecies, they were first century. Thank you. First oh. century fulfillment. And, it, and they were fulfilled in the first century between 63 and 70 AD. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Folks, do you see how we say easy because the Lord opened the eye, our eyes to be able to recognize and understand these things. When you look at these things scripturally, like my brother just broke it down and said exactly what it was first century. It fits perfect in their time in that generation not our generation. We got to stop reading, you know, into generation as being a thousand years or 2000 years later, a generation is 40 years. And this happened in their generation, which was approximately obviously 40 years. Their time has nothing to do with us today. Sure. 80, 30 to 80, 70 was 40 years. That's it. Bro. And Christ and Christ began his ministry at 30 years old. Amen. Amen. Uh, and so that was a 40-year period from the time of the ministry of Christ to the fall of the temple in Jerusalem, which, which the Lord predicted in Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13. That was a 40-year period. Yep. And, if, and it's right, mm -hmm. yeah, if it's it fits. right in with the timing statements you were just talking about. Right. Well, I mean, you look at the timing statements. He was telling the apostles in the Olivet Discourse that they would see the fulfillment. Mm -hmm. They would still be alive when the fulfillment came. Amen. Some, some of them would still be alive. Um, and then when you look at uh, well, how he says it, I mean, 
we don't I don't know if we have time to go into that the timing statements but I would just say read it for yourself and read the careful carefully read the timing statements and the audience relevancy right and he Amen. was saying he was saying uh in I think it's verse 24 he said uh, this generation shall not pass so all these things be fulfilled mm-hmm. uh that is uh a statement that the things that he said, all of those signs and times would not be fulfilled until that generation of those apostles had passed. Mm. In other words, they, they, that generation would not pass until those things were fulfilled. Excuse me. So any, once that generation passed, it was too late to fulfill those prophecies. Right. 2,000 years later, that's way too late. Because it doesn't fit within the context of the timing statements that the Lord gave us in the prophet prophecy itself. Mm. But people don't want to read it that way because they have their paradigms and they don't want to give up their paradigms exactly. and their dispensational theology. It's not popular, bro. It's not popular. It doesn't fit in with the the, the dispensationalist, uh, you know, uh, the, right. theology. So. Well, let me uh, let me read you real. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I see there that you have the Tavistock. Uh, I do. I wanted to read and, it, and uh, yeah, yeah, take you, it away. You yeah, did you get that book already? I put it in order, so I'm waiting oh, for it. You're gonna love it, brother. You're gonna All love right. this book. I'm looking for it. Anyway, to- so here's how this mass deception happens. This is how uh, mass psychosis occurs. Okay. Mm. One scenario is called superficiality after continuous shock. So I call this the shock. So it goes shock, and then the second is segmentation, and the third one is um, withdrawal. Okay, so shock, mm-hmm. segmentation, withdrawal. You can kind of remember it that way. So it says uh, after continuous shocks, according to Emory and Trist, the large targeted population group discovers that it does not want to make choices anymore because it's been hit so many times with these shots, right? Mm, interesting. Um, and it says, reduced the value of his intentions. This strategy can only be pursued by denying the deeper roots of, the, of humanity that bind people together on a personal level by denying their individual psyche. Now, so what would these shocks be? Oil crisis? Right, mm-hmm. uh, terrorist attacks, uh, just you know these things occurring over and over again, and in the in the CRT world, you know critical race theory world, mm-hmm. it's a shock of you have to accept multiple genders, you have to use this pronoun, whatever pronoun they say they are, you have to use that, and enforced by human resources in the workplace, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, Th- yeah. This is a shock, so it's a method used. For mind control, right out of the Tavistock, you know, developed at the Tavistock Institute. All right, let me let me jump down here. The second scenario, and I'm skipping a lot of detailed information to, to get through this. The second scenario is segmentation of society into smaller parts. In this scenario, it is every group, ethnic, racial, and sexual against the other. Mm-hmm. So divide and conquer. Yeah. So first yeah, so. you shock them by shocking their culture, mm-hmm. saying, oh, your culture is illegitimate. Now you've got to come over here. Or you got to do what we say. Or you shock them with terrorist attacks, things of that nature. And it, that's used a lot to get get us into war. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The Bay, the Bay of Tonkin incident uh, out of, Viet, of North Vietnam, which ended up being a false incident. It didn't even occur. But they used it in the mass media to get us involved in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. 
that's that's an example. And and some are concerned that we're going to have an incident like that with our navy so close to where Israel is now that there'll be some kind of Iran might come out and do some Bay of Tonkin incident made up by the globalists. Just make it up, put it on the news as if it were real, and then push us into an, a war with Iran. Th- this could get really, really, really bad if we don't wake up and pay attention. The second scenario, of course, is uh, dividing into smaller parts. It says, in this scenario, it is every group, ethnic, racial, and sexual against the other. Nations break apart into regional groups. Those smaller areas, in turn, fissor into even smaller areas along ethnic lines. And he goes on with that. All right. And the third is... Um, well, let me read this part. Society's response to such a psychological and political disintegration is the Orwellian fascist state modeled on his book, 1984. So that would be uh, Orwell. Anyway, mm. the third scenario is the most intense involving a withdrawal or retreat into, pri- into private world and a withdrawal from social bonds that might entail being da- uh, drawn into the affairs of others. How is this level of disassociation different from today's 15 to 24 age group? How far removed are we from this moral and social outlook? Almost there, aren't we? Tristan Emery are convinced that men will be willing to accept the perverse inhumanity of man that characterized Nazism. Mm. Not necessarily the structure of the Nazi state, but the moral outlook of Nazi society. What are we seeing today? <laughs> exactly mind <that>. control <laughs> this is mind, mind control, control. Big time. Big it time. is it's it's brought through media news right yeah so you know we see it all over social media we see it on abc nbc cbs fox news by the way they are owned by the deep state those news mm-hmm. well they're, i mean they're heavily influenced right the rockefeller foundation has a lot to do with these news agencies now so the thing is is that we have mass deception and mass mind control, mass psychosis occurring in our society, mm-hmm. and we have this, well, I'm pro-Israel. Well, that means you're pro-genocide at this moment. Mm. Yep. Well, I'm pro-Palestinian. You know what? I'm not pro-anything. I'm anti-genocide. That's what I am. Amen. I'm at anti-mass murder. Yep. I'm not pro-Israel. I'm not pro-Palestinian. But I, I, I condemn Israel for what they're doing in, in Gaza. Mm-hmm. That is genocide, plain and simple, oh, yeah. and it needs to stop. It's been horrible. I've seen some of the footage of <clears throat> rockets just flying in and, you know, kits all around. Well, indoors now because, you know, they told everybody in Gaza stayed inside. But, I mean, you're not safe inside. And a rocket would hit you, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah you know, and by the way, I have to say this: I condemn Hamas for what they did in in uh, at that festival oh, in, in the Gaza. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if that actually happened, it, it which it, I think it did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I condemn them for that. But yeah, did Israel absolutely. go after Hamas? Well, in the news media, they say they are going after Hamas. But what's really happening? They're committing mass genocide against the people that had nothing to do with what happened. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's been, I think the most, uh, for us, 
the way, uh, you know, we look at things and how we believe and, you know, going through our paradigm shift is the fact for me, brother, it is the fact that they're using scripture, bad theology again, to justify all of this stuff. And well, it's, and it's pastors, these so, you know, self-appointed prophets and apostles that are nothing but money grabbing pimps. I call them making money off of the people that are spilling this and people are eating it up, bro. Eating it up. It's the reptilian brain that's being activated. It's a form. It's, it's a part of mind control. Mm -hmm. You shut down the reasoning part of the brain and you activate the reptilian emotional part of the brain. And that's what's being done from pulpits all over America. It's being Mm -hmm. done in news media all over America and the reptilian brain, when the reptilian brain takes over, the thinking side of the brain shuts down. Mm-hmm. And then they react totally emotionally to the situation. And that's where you get the herd mm-hmm. mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody in crescendo calling for the extermination of an entire ethnic group of people that had nothing to do with anything. They didn't hurt anybody. And yet they're calling for the murder of women and children that are totally innocent in all of this. This is what's happening in the pulpits around America and in the news media and in social media, and it needs to stop. Mm. It's evil, it's wrong, and God will judge these churches. God Mm -hmm. will bring discipline upon these churches that are doing that. Mm -mm. All right, bro, so check this out. We got about six minutes. Okay, all right. There's people that are going to be super shocked after listening to this. Some are going to be like, you know what? I'm going to look into these things because I'm shocked right now. And I need to do more research scripturally, whatever, timing statements, all that good stuff. And those that, ah, forget these guys. I don't care for them. Turn it off. Fine. What do you say to those folks that are shocked already? And it's like, where do I even start? And looking into these things and how should we approach as we more of this develops and keeps going and do we stay focused on God's word, obviously in its proper context? (laughs) Yes, we do. And so tell that shocked person that is listening, how to go about into looking into these things. I completely understand your shock Mm. and I completely understand how hard that is. It is hard to have your paradigm blown up to pieces. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's, it's, it's very disturbing. And I understand that. I would say, number one, start reading the Bible in context. Number two, I recommend a book by Gary DeMar called Last Day's Madness. Mm. To me, that is the beginning point. When you, when you, when your dispensational eschatology has been challenged like this, it's time to go and look at other alternatives because you already know everything that dispensationalists are saying. What is this other side saying? Examine both, not with your reptilian brain, but with your thinking side of your brain and examine it. And Last Day's Madness by Gary DeMar is the perfect beginning point for anyone who's struggling. Mm, Good stuff. And let me encourage also as well, as you're about to do this, Pray, 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 pray. Pray the Holy Spirit clears things up for you. Because like my brother said, it will be shocking. 
Each mm-hmm. one of us went through this. And let me tell you, to get your quote-unquote foundation shaken to the core where you have no answer, you have no, you know, debate, anything like that, it's hard to break those down. We spent years and years, you know, in, in that type of theology that when it's shaken, bro, let me tell you. But once you start looking into these things and you pray that the Holy Spirit makes things clear to you, let me tell you, God will do the work. He will start making sense of all these things in its proper context. And my encouragement to the approaching that on top of what my brother said, put the context in by way of culture, audience relevance, the timing statements, and that generation in that time. Well said, brother. Other than that, bro, I got nothing else. We I got more to come. I, we got way week. more to come. Yes. <laughs> I think Lots by, you know what, forget that. By the end of this weekend, we're going to have more material for this coming week. <laughs> we're going to have people who already understand this jumping on board and other people really getting angry at us. And some who may take a look at it and go, you know what? I got to look into this. Amen. Amen. So This is why yeah. we do it, right? Yeah. So, you, all right. Well, God bless you guys. And remember, keep your mind sharp and heart pure. We'll see you next podcast. And we'll definitely catch, 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 catch you. That's what I should say. On <laughs> the flip side. Bye, folks. Amen, brother. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic It is our prayer that God is glorified and that you are richly blessed by this podcast. We are living in amazing times, and it is a privilege to encourage and strengthen your Christian walk through the use of modern technology. Therefore, remember that you can find us at TheVortexApologetic.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all major podcast providers. Just search for The Vortex Apologetic, and there you will find us. Thank you again, and remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. God bless.